Hi there, you're listening to the Practical Stoic Podcast with your host, me, Simon Drew. If you'd like to listen to over 200 episodes that were recorded before 2020, then you can head to my Patreon site. It's patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. We'd love to have you there and any support is greatly appreciated. We'd love to also have you on our Facebook community, The Practical Stoic Mastermind. But for now, enjoy the show. Hi there, my name's Simon Drew and welcome to The Practical Stoic Podcast. Now, today I'm really lucky to have one of my closest friends on the show, just for a quick interview, none other than Sam Carson. Now, uh, Sam is a personal trainer, Uh, I've worked with him for a couple of years, Uh, and also he's been in the military in Australia, he's such an interesting guy, such a nice person as well, Uh, and he's one of these personal trainers that you look at them and you know that you're going to get results, because their body is a perfect representation of the results that come from nothing but hard work and discipline, right? And so I really wanted to get him on and maybe give you guys a few tips uh, about, you know, if you're sitting at home at the moment because we're social distancing uh, and you're not really doing much with your health and fitness or you've got a lot of excuses coming in, like this is the time where a lot of people are falling into bad habits, right? And it's easy to do because you're not doing anything every day. You're just sitting at home. So I wanted to get him on and maybe go through a few of the excuses that people have to deal with to get over um, when it comes to their health and fitness Um, and also some general advice for what you can do at home right now. Now, if you would like online programming, Sam does that and you can do it anywhere in the world. So definitely head to the links and reach out to Sam if you're after that. But seriously, he's a master programmer and you get the results when you do what he tells you to do. So anyway, without further ado, I present to you my friend, Sam Carson. Okay, so Sam and I, we've been uh, talking here before we started this episode, and uh, we're, both of us are nervous. Sam's never done a podcast before. I've never interviewed one of my best friends on the show before, but uh, we're going to see how this goes. But yeah, Sam, we'll just take it as it comes. Yeah, we'll take it as it comes. You know, you live <laughs> literally two minutes around the corner from me, but we're both in solitary confinement, so this is yep. fun. And uh, just so that everybody has a bit of context, um, the reason I'm getting you on the show uh, is because during this time when everybody's inside, it's one of the easiest times to fall back into bad behaviors or bad habits uh, that really don't serve you at all. And one of those bad habits is, well, I can't go out of the house, so I don't really need to exercise. And I've been thinking lately that I've spent way too much time sitting here at my desk doing podcasting, work and coaching and all this good stuff that I absolutely love to do. But too often, I'll just get to the end of the day and I say, oh, I'll just go for a run or I'll just go for a walk when I really should be doing you know, work with my kettlebells or, or you know, some sort of really good strength training regime. And so I reached out to you because your yep. body is a symbol of virtue <laughs> when it comes to health and fitness. And, uh, and you're in the fitness industry, great PT. And I said, do me a program, you know, keep me accountable just, uh, just so I know I'm going to do it. And I've got a great program for you. And I wanted to have a conversation with you after this long spiel about a few of the, I guess the, the thing, the, 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 the failings that people can fall into with their health and fitness and the things that can help them to get out of that, especially during times like these. So welcome to the show, Sam. Thank Tell everyone much. who you are and give us a spiel about how you came to be in the fitness industry. 
Oh, well, thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, Simon. Um, and hopefully I can uh, share some information that's going to be helpful for you all. Um, so yeah, myself. Just before you start, to... this is already way too formal. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'm just oh thank you that. for having me here, Simon. It's, it's a uh, <laughs> Go on. Um, anyway, so yeah, so myself getting into the health and fitness industry. So uh, when I was growing up, I was very much into fitness when it came to sports. I played a lot of soccer, I did downhill riding where I grew up, a lot of hills around there. So I was always quite physical. Um, but it's actually quite a funny story. So when I uh, I was about 16 years old. I remember having an arm wrestle with some mates at school. And I, before that time, thought I was relatively strong. Um, and they proved me otherwise. They absolutely smashed me. Um, and then from then on, I was known as Twig Arms. So I was tall and skinny. Um, and really, that was, that was the point which pushed me to actually get into the gym to start off with. Um, from there, as you know, I joined the military soon after school. I actually went through the military twice. Um, so had some issues with anxiety when I was younger. So I went to basic training. And as a kid who'd never really dealt with anxiety, it was uh, a little bit overwhelming for me. So I got out, did all of my study to become a personal trainer. Uh, but throughout that period, felt like a bit of a failure. And I, the military was something I'd always wanted to do. So I uh, learned to deal with anxiety got back into the military, uh, did three and a half years as an infantry soldier in the Australian Army. And then after that three and a half years, got out and uh, became a personal trainer. And when I entered the military, I went in with the intent of going, either I'm going special forces or I'm going to become a PT. Uh, I met my partner while I was in the military. So that was really what pushed me in the direction to get out. I didn't really want to have a relationship whilst being in the military. So that's, that's it. That's what pushed me into health and fitness initially. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Mm. Man, you've got, you've actually got a really cool story because you have literally time and time again, overcome various issues that you were dealing with. For example, the whole reason why you got into the gym was because you had twig arms, right? <laughs> I think I remember actually asking you when I first met you, because obviously we met when I was assistant manager at a gym and it, everyone was just opening the gym and it was a great time. And, um, you know, I think I remember asking you, uh, did you used to be skinny? Did you, <laughs> did you used to be like really small? Because uh, time and time again, I see these massive dudes in the gym and I'm like, yeah, that person used to be small because often the people who are the smallest, right? They think, sweet, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to build muscle. I'm going to overcome this. And the people who have enough strength and resolve actually do that. And you were able to do that because now you're massive, right? Uh, but, uh, but also just overcoming anxiety, going into the military um, and, and, you know, then getting out and coming back down here and moving to the Sunshine Coast and starting your own business. Like you're a tough guy and, oh, and you fun. know how to get over your, your own hangups, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've seen the softer side of me before, but <laughs> I do like to think that the military made me relatively tough. Um, yeah. Um, mm. What else? What else would you like to know, Simon? What else well, would I would like to know. So, uh, I want to have a conversation today, really, uh, that's going to be helpful for the listeners at home who uh, may be in that stage where they're like, "Yeah, cool, I'm inside all the time." You know, maybe they're letting themselves. Uh, get a few of excuses into their head about why they shouldn't uh, still keep a healthy body. 
but we might even start out uh, just as the, the most basic question of all. Why is it important to you? Why do you think that's so important that people take the time to look after their bodies? Because a lot of people out there might just be like, well, I just don't really need to. I feel fine as it is. But what are the main benefits that come from actually spending time on your health and fitness? Well, I mean, there's, there's a lot. So initially, there's the mindset side of things. Um, so it allows you to set yourself goals on a regular basis rather than just cruising through life with not too much to pursue unless you're, obviously, if you're committed to your business, then that's obviously a goal you have there. But the beauty of health and fitness is you can set yourself all these little micro and macro goals to constantly be working towards something, which gives you that, that sense of reward every time you achieve these goals. Uh, then obviously you're coming across your health and longevity having, yeah, I mean, those who obviously the older you get, uh, it becomes more and more important to start exercising. You can see through much older adults that they went through a crossroad at some point through their life where they went, ah, I don't want to train. I feel fine. But when they reach 70, 80 years old, they've lost all their, all the muscle, muscle tone's gone. The bone density has dropped and they're usually the ones who are walking around with a walking frame. But then you have the other who at that crossroads made the decision, no, I'm, I am going to prioritize my health and fitness, getting out there, doing some exercise. And they're the ones that you see running on the beach, 70, 80 years old, feeling fine. Like you can see that the decisions you make now and developing the habits now will greatly impact where you're at much older. Um, so yeah, at the, when you're young, you feel fine. You're like, I don't really need to prioritize it. As you get older, it becomes more and more important to do so. Mm. Uh, so those are, that's definitely a big side of, for, my, for example, myself, why I want to maintain the habits I have now and the mindset I have now so that when, I, when I'm older, that's when it's really going to show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important, hey, because it, it is so motivating to see, uh, you know, really old people in the gym, you know, absolutely crushing it. Uh, or as you say, running along the beach. Like when I was managing uh, the Nambour Snap Fitness, like, man, there were some people in there, you know, 60, 70, 80, who were just crushing it and, yeah. and probably more fit than most people in the gym, even the younger fellows. And, and that to me was the most inspiring thing because that's a decision that doesn't start when you're 60, 70 or 80. That's a decision that starts when you're like 30, 40. Like that's a, yeah, it's a exactly. conscious decision to, to always prioritize your health. And we just know so much now about how important it is to take care of your body. And, and for those, actually, I'd like to ask you this. What, what are some of the most common excuses that you hear people give you for why they don't do their workouts or why they don't get to the gym? And what do you do to kind of help them to get around those excuses? Yeah, so, yeah, excuses, they're the worst. I, I, I hate them. But, yeah, obviously, <laughs> people have them. Um, the, the first most common excuse I hear is no time. Um, I mean, even, I mean, you, you've probably done it. I've, I've done it. I definitely know I've done it, but it's definitely the most common excuse that's pulled out. Um, what you're really saying when you say, I don't have time is it's actually, I just had other priorities. I prioritized other things over doing whatever you're exercising. So the best way to deal with this is to actually write down, schedule your day and look at what you have in place and where are the gaps where can you squeeze in a workout because when you've got it there and you can see it now it's much harder to make that excuse if you can see there's a there's a clear gap here 
if you're lying to yourself if you say to yourself, I have no time. If you're sleeping for 10 hours a day, then probably cut back two hours and get a workout in there somewhere. Um, so that's, that's definitely the most common. The next one being, I'm too tired. Uh, again, it's valid. We, we all have busy lives, definitely in this day and age. Um, but when it, when it comes to dealing with that excuse, you just focus on doing something's better than nothing. So just doing 10%, like put on your shoes, get out the door, go for a walk. Or if you are going to the gym, just do the first set of exercises in your program. If you're still feeling tired, go home. At least you've done something. Uh, and then the final most common excuse out here would probably be anxiety and stress. This more relates to training at a gym. Uh, people, and I understand it, but I definitely remember the first day I entered the gym. Very overwhelming. Lots of really big, strong guys who was, it was intimidating. Um, so you understand that, but then you need to remind yourself that everybody who's in the gym is there trying to improve themselves. Uh, no one's there to judge. It's what shouldn't be a judgment, uh, an area where people are judging. Um, so you're just reminding yourself, yeah, everyone's in there. Everybody's got their goals. Everybody's working towards something. Uh, those would mm. probably be the three most common and those would be my my tips for ways to deal yeah. with those excuses. Yeah, there's there's this great quote from an Australian musician, James Morrison. He said, we wouldn't care so much about what people think of us if we realized how seldom they do. And that's yeah. just so true, yeah. right? Like no, nobody's yeah. looking at you when you're in the gym and thinking, oh gosh, can't believe they're in here. Like yeah. no, if anything, <laughs> they're looking at you and saying, great, you know, it's another person who's trying to get better. And um you know, that, that whole idea of something is better than nothing is also so important. I want people to recognize this. Like, um, you know, even with my clients, you know, I've had conversations with them around the idea that, listen, if you've planned to do something, for example, writing or doing a workout or something like that, but you just get back at the end of the day and you're so tired or you don't have time, if you can do, like you said, like 10, 20, 30% of what you were planning to do, that's still so much better than doing nothing. But what we do, our minds have this really annoying thing that they do where it tends to think that, that because we can't do the whole thing, then we might as well just not do anything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the biggest fallacy. It's the biggest load of crap. Yeah. And nobody actually believes that when you think logically about it. Right. But, yeah. but then you think about it and it's like, clearly something is better than nothing. Exactly. Um, and a lot of the time, through taking some sort of action, you develop momentum. And from there, you can then continue to kick those goals. So mm. yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm currently doing my precision nutrition coaching course. And one of the big things they point out in there is taking a five minute action. And this is definitely something you can use if you are feeling tired. You just go, okay, yep, I'm feeling tired. But what I'll do is I'll just go and put my gear on and I'll walk out the door. A lot of the time, once you've done that, it's very unlikely you're going to turn around, walk straight back in the door. You've now taken that five minute action. You've developed that momentum and now you're going to continue to push forward and start achieving your goals. Um, yeah. Motivation typically doesn't come until some sort of action has been taken prior. Mm. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. I think that's a, that's a really good tip. Just forcing yourself, you know, this is something that kind of relates to what the Stoics taught as well. You know, one of the main virtues that the Stoics taught was courage and they, they taught that sometimes you need to be courageous in your actions and force yourself to do something that you don't want to do. And that is internal courage, right? It's like that moment where you really don't want to work out, but you literally just force yourself and say, 
five minutes, that's all it's going to be, right? And you just break it down to the smallest thing you can possibly do. And then you just force yourself to put on your shoes, get outside. And I've done that multiple times. And seriously, exactly. as soon as you're out the door, it's like, cool, I guess I'm doing this now. And, and it's just, you know, we overthink things way too much, right? Yes. Yes. You'd, look, you'd feel a bit funny too. If you walked out the door with your joggers on and just turned around and walked straight back in. Yeah, exactly. I haven't done that before ever. Um, so uh, I wanted to uh, to also ask what did what did your time in your in the military teach you about discipline or about uh, I guess the right mindset to get into for training? Uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways from the military is probably understanding that through discomfort is where you grow most as an individual. Um, I developed as an individual so much throughout my time in the military. Um, so that's, that's definitely a big one is if you just continue to go through life doing the things that feel comfortable to you, you're going to struggle to do anything great. Um, so prior to the military, I rarely got out of my comfort zone. Hence why when I first tried, it was overwhelming. Too much. I'd, I'd been sitting in this little bubble, but it was yeah dealing with that anxiety afterwards, and then just forcing myself to go back, and that's where I began to grow as an individual. Um, the discipline side of things, some of it I've thrown off to the side, making my bed in the morning, to the degree that I did in the military. No, that's not happening. In saying <laughs> that, once you, once you're through all your basic training, once you're through all that, you don't. I mean, you're, you live at home. It's totally up to you what you do there. Um, but the discipline to when you say you're going to do something, do it. Understand that that'd be a big one. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I uh, I really think that people need to understand what you said there about you know nothing good comes from just living an easy life, right? Like you have to do difficult things if you want good results. And even to the point of you know I, I know that a lot of people will, for example, check out your Instagram, right? And and, and when, yeah, when, when you take a look at somebody like yourself, right, when you look at the, the, the way that you've kind of built your body up, right, and, and to try to make it the, the picture of physical fitness, right, um, and you and all my friends know that I have absolutely no uh, qualms about admiring other people's bodies and saying that's, that's an ideal, right, because it's, there's something really great about the fact that we can turn our bodies into a perfect picture of our mindset, right? Because your body really is in many ways a representation of the way that you live your life and That's your awesome. internal world is right. Um, and so, and so there's, there's something really important about, you know, really chiseling your body to, to a point where it's not, it's not about, outward appearances it's not about wanting people to look at you and admire you it's about wanting to have the outer world reflect your inner world right oh, and that's and that's what happens right yeah that's um that's one of the the biggest things that motivates myself uh, as a train but as an individual is always striving to be the best version of myself uh yes that relates to business always trying to push to, to see my business progress it does relate to my health and fitness as well. The aesthetic side of things, the strength side of things, the fitness side of things, trying to be that best version of myself in all aspects. And yes, definitely visually, you do want it to, to give off this, this look as though, yes, I, I have self-respect. I am continuing to be the best version of myself. Um, that's, 
that's what I try and get most of my clients to think about. I asked you that question when we did our consultation. What is, what is the best version of you look and feel like? Um, for me, I'm pretty happy where I am, but I'm going to continue to try and progress it more. Um, when it comes to yeah, the, the feelings, being confident, being driven, being strong, being fit, all these things, that's what, what's, that's what you're going for. Um, mm. Like I have no intent of doing bodybuilding competitions, none of that. I'm just happy working away at it. It shows, it does, it does show great discipline. And the guys who do do competitions, developing a physique like that takes years and years and years. You, you can build a city quicker than you can build some of those physiques. So mm. yeah, it does. It's a symbol of discipline for sure. Yeah. And, and for somebody who uh, is, is now sitting at home, they're like, cool, maybe I should get off my butt, you know, do, do a workout, uh, start some sort of training regime. Where do you think they start? Like, obviously I'm going to, you know, I, I'd encourage anyone like I have done to reach out to you because you do online programming uh, where they can basically, you know, pay you per week and you do a full program for them. It's brilliant. And, and there's an app and everything. It just makes it so easy. I can just jump on there and say, this is exactly what I need to do. But for those of the uh, people at home who are, who have no idea about anything health and fitness and they're just sitting there thinking I need to do something. Where do they start? Well, that's where it comes back to just doing something. Um, like we don't like push-ups, squats. If you can do a handstand push-up, then well done. But you can do variants of push-ups that allow you to do hit your shoulders and pull-ups or variants of pull-ups. These are just four small basic exercises that are similar to the, the big four compound movements of our bench press, our shoulder press, uh, pull-ups. If you can just do something similar to those at home, this is if your goals do relate to strength and developing the physique, you can just start doing those four exercises. Um, pushing yourself pretty much to failure with a lot of the movements, and just start there. Um, but yeah, coming back to that motivation of just getting out there and do something. If your goal relates to fat loss, well, it's as simple as walking out the door or reviewing your nutrition. Um, the nutrition side of things obviously becomes a bit little, little bit more complex. Uh, that's where reaching out to a trainer would be uh, advised. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of information out there. You can just jump on and do your own research, um, but just take some sort of action. Coming back to that five-minute action, start doing something. Mm. Yeah. 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 I love it, man. Well, you know, I, I don't think I really had any more questions for you other than to say, thanks for coming on. And, you know, I, I appreciate you being willing to have the conversation and, um, you know, I just encourage everybody just to check out your page. Um, and I'll put all of the links in, in the show notes to where they can find you. Um, but you know, is there anything that you want to leave with the audience before we go? Anything uh, that you'd like to encourage them to do? Look some notes here, Paula. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, I mean, you covered everything that you, you were going to go over with myself. Um, I think definitely just with this, the whole situation that the world's going through, we need to acknowledge that times have changed. Um, this, this also goes out to those who, those people who were training prior and now they're freaking out. They can't see the end of the tunnel. Um, this is a time to adapt. This is a time to start focusing on other things, some weaker points with your training. Um, definitely for those who haven't trained before, you can stay inside where everybody's quarantined. Nobody's going to see you anyway if you are concerned about people watching. Uh, so you can just start getting your body moving. We've all, most of us have more time than we ever have. So this is a, an awesome opportunity to start learning new skills and start yeah, developing our physiques, developing our fitness, developing our strength, whatever it may be. Mm. 
Awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on. You're welcome, mate. Thank you for having me. Hopefully it was a good time. Well, there you have it, my interview with Sam Carson. Now, guys, head to the links in the show notes and show him some love. Thank him for coming on the show. And also, if you would like any online programming, he does that as well. Uh, Brilliant programs designed specifically for your uh, health and fitness goals. So uh, without any further ado, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time. But until then, I hope that this episode has helped you on your rise to the good life. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practical Stoic Podcast. If you'd like to stay up to date with the Practical Stoic community and everything to do with this podcast, then just go to my website, simonjedrew.com and subscribe to the Practical Stoic Weekly, a newsletter that I send out every week with updates and all sorts of great Stoic insights. You can also find me everywhere online by searching Simon J. E. Drew. See you next time.